0: Having a fight with your spouse is a stressful, upsetting experience that can leave you bewildered, frustrated, and feeling stuck. In this episode, we want to give you a straightforward strategy that you can use to help you break yourselves out of a downward spiral of increasing conflict and unhappiness.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Belinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to OYF.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website OYF.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to The Marriage Podcast for smart people from only you forever.
0: Welcome to The Marriage Podcast for smart people. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an innovative episode for you this week. This is episode number 224, and today we're going to be talking about the best thing you can do after a fight with your spouse. Hey
2: there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed um, hang on. What did we discuss? Oh, we discussed the man cold, how to help your husband through a man cold. So that is definitely worth going back and checking out. If you feel that you need, you know, to support your husband more in any way when he has a cold, or if you're a man with a cold, that would be the thing to read right there. that's enough already. Okay. So make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us.
0: Make sure your wife does too, because she (laughs) needs it. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, even when my wife makes fun of it. And most of all, we offer hope, especially for men with colds.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did we? I'm not sure that we did.
0: I did. I don't think you did.
2: Yeah, you. Okay,
0: let's get into the topic of what to do after a fight.
2: All right. So what do you do after a fight?
0: Well, the issue that is sort of in behind fights not going well and becoming stuck for couples is this whole problem of rumination.
2: I can understand that.
0: And and the negative cycles like that leads to. Yep. So a single argument is unlikely to have a huge negative effect on a marriage. But the problem is that after an argument, couples tend to ruminate over it and sometimes for a long time. So you might keep going over and reliving the arguments in your minds and... It gets you more and more upset and angry with your spouse all over again. Like it just keeps on brewing. And sometimes you'll get stuck in that rumination to the point where a single fight can actually continue to affect you for a long time afterwards. And that's been shown in the research that it happens to people. So if you've thought you're the only one, you're not. (laughs) Now that becomes an issue because it leads to something called negative reciprocity, meaning that the next time there's a possibility of conflict that one or both of you are still feeling angry about the previous fight, and therefore you're going to react more strongly to the current issue.
2: Uh
0: This is the reciprocity. It's a nice way of saying it's going to come back to haunt you. And you may bring up past hurts as well, which causes the conflict to escalate. Or perhaps your spouse says something hurtful or brings up a past annoyance and you retaliate in kind. So as this rumination builds up and you hold on to these things from past fights, this happens more and more as time goes on. You have a cumulative issue starting to build up. Yeah, And so this pattern of negative rumination and reciprocity has been identified as the biggest reason that marital quality declines over time as a result of conflict.
2: Just because you never saw that. You just keep chewing it over in your head.
0: Yeah. And that's why we picked this as the best thing you can do after a fight with your spouse. It's just because of that specific piece of research that has identified that. So rumination and holding on to past hurts, it also has negative personal consequences, like on yourself, such as low mood, higher stress levels, higher blood pressure, that all makes sense, and reduced physical health. That came out in a study in 2015. So it does have these cascading effects to other parts of your well-being. It's huh. not just impacting your marriage. Okay. Okay. So you really got to watch that rumination thing. So the best thing then to do after a fight is to break that negative cycle. Stop the cycle of rumination. Stop the reciprocity. That lets the negative feelings end when the fight ends.
2: Okay, but that sounds so easy. Like, oh, just stop it. Well, Like, how do you actually do that?
0: Well, we're going to tell them oh, okay. how to do that. All right. So, so when, when this happens, it means the negativity and upset will stop affecting your mood. And then that doesn't influence how you're going to react the next time a potential conflict arises. So you've kind of thwarted that building up situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you let go of rumination and you get good at this, it also makes it much easier to make up with your spouse and resolve the actual conflict issue. So it helps you to solve what you're in as well, much faster. Okay, And so, as we've said before, like it's not the amount of conflict that you have in your marriage that matters. It's what you do about it to repair it. So you will not always, and no couple can always prevent conflict from happening. I mean, unless they have some kind of collusion to avoid stuff, which is probably his own form of dysfunction. Oh, I see. But yeah. couples can't always prevent conflict. But by breaking the cycle, which you can do, by doing that, you can draw a line after it happens to ensure it does not keep affecting you so that you don't build up this rumination, this negative cycle piece. Okay. So now how to do this, okay? Okay. So first thing is is a cooling off period. So immediately after a fight, our brains tend to be in self-defense fight or flight mode, that sort of natural reaction, which makes thinking calmly and rationally very difficult. And that's the normal physiological response to a distressing event. It's just like, I either have to beat this thing or I have to run away from it. Right. So to compensate for that, give yourselves time to cool off before you come back together to resolve the issue. So cooling off is is an essential part of breaking this negative cycle. And the research has also shown that for Christian couples, did you want to jump in there?
2: Well, how can you cool off when you're probably ruminating?
0: Well, yeah. So this is just taking time to step back and just sort of deep breathe and try to get perspective. There's a difference between rehashing the argument and saying the things you wish you really would have said mm-hmm. in your head versus <laughs> stepping back and saying, "Okay, I just need to calm myself down." So physiologically, I'm grounding myself. I'm I'm letting the tension out of my body by doing some exercise or whatever you do to do that, right? Okay. So it's actually calming yourself. Okay. Yeah, and for Christian couples, prayer can be a good way to help them cool off from an argument as well. Research has shown that this can also make conflict resolution easier. That was a, easier, rather. That was a study that came out in two thousand and four. So, whatever way you you need to do, but that's another way that works well too is to pray. Okay. And there's more on this in the in the bonus guide. And today's bonus guide looks more closely at how you can use prayer to strategically intervene in the conflict that you're experiencing by bringing you a healthier mindset, calming yourself down, and finding the wisdom you need in order to reconcile. Okay. So you can get this bonus guide by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People, and we'll take a quick 60-second break here to tell you more about that.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to OYF.support. Once again, that website is OYF.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundell from Only You Forever.
0: You're listening to The Marriage Podcast for smart people. Before the break, we were talking about how to break the negative cycle. The first step was to take some time to cool off
2: calm yourself down. Yes. Okay.
0: And then the second part is reappraising the conflict. So the best way to stop yourself from getting stuck in rumination and bitterness is to think back over the argument from a different perspective. Now I really like this part. Reappraise what happened. So in, in 2013, a group of researchers tested this by training couples to imagine what their argument would have looked like if a neutral friend was watching them. Neutral as in not you know, favorite of one spouse or the other, but someone who loves both of them. Yep. And here's what they taught their study participants. I'm going to read a quote here. Think about this disagreement with your partner from the perspective of a neutral third party who wants the best for all involved. A person who sees things from a neutral point of view. How might this person think about the disagreement? How might he or she find the good... That could come from it. And what they found in the results of their study is that using this technique, couples were able to reevaluate the argument and see more clearly if they were being irrational or hurtful. Really? They were also more able to see things from their spouse's perspective and therefore had more empathy towards them. And that's a huge benefit. Yeah. So in the study though, couples who did not use the reappraising technique experienced a decline in marital satisfaction due to the conflict. But the couples who did use the technique did not experience the decline. So they both had conflict, but they had different outcomes in terms of marital satisfaction.
2: Right. And so just imagining that a neutral friend is watching.
0: Yes. Now in our show, we always tell you folks the truth, our much appreciated listeners. We give you research-based advice But we also need to tell you then that this approach is challenging. This is hard to do. It can be difficult to pause and step away from your own arguments and see your personal issues from an outside perspective. It is a difficult skill to develop. So think of this as a muscle maybe that you haven't been using, and it might hurt a little bit, it might strain a little bit to start with, but with practice, you can learn to do this technique very effectively. And this is a great way to help your marriage out, reappraising this. So number one, calm down or cool off. And number two, reappraise the conflict. Okay. Number three, forgive and be forgiven. So once you're able to see the situation from an outside perspective, it is much easier to forgive your spouse for the ways they may have upset you. And it's also easier to recognize the things that you did to upset him or her too. So come back together when you're both ready to make amends and forgive each other. Seeing things from the outside perspective, like we talked about, it also makes you much more empathic to each other's perspectives, Yeah. which makes you both much more willing to forgive. Hmm. So the ability to show empathy is a key ingredient to forgiveness, right? It's because, well, I might not like what you did. It might've hurt me, but I can kind of understand why you did it. Okay. So that makes it easier to forgive you. you were yeah. acting out of your own hurt or you were lashing out because you were afraid you're going to lose me or, you know what I mean? When you start to- right have those empathic perspectives. Okay. It definitely helps you go there in terms of forgiveness. And then number four is resolving the real issue. So, so if, you've, uh, if you've cooled off, you've repased the conflict, you've had time to forgive and be forgiven, then you really want to kind of go deep on it. And, and once you've seen things from a perspective other than your own, it becomes easier to resolve that deeper issue that has caused the argument. Usually there's some unresolved issue that's underneath what happens. Okay. And that's where I'm trying to go to, that deeper issue. If you can uncover that and have a conversation about it, you'll also be better positioned to avoid future arguments.
2: Because the symptom of what's showing might change. If, yes. But the,
0: the underlying fear underlying, or anxiety yeah. or concern or past hurt that's never properly been addressed, You know, that's where we need to go. Okay. So for example, if the issue which sparked the argument was about who should do the dishes, that's the superficial level. Mm-hmm. The real issue may be that one of you feels unappreciated or or feels that the balance of housework is unfair. And so it kind of has that residing sense of unfairness all the time. And then addressing that deeper issue and agreeing on how to resolve that will ensure that the problem is put to rest once and for all. So it's not like yes. we just solved this little dishes right. spat that we right. had, but we actually got to, okay, I get why this feels unfair for you. We need to fix that.
2: So how do you get there? Like, okay, we had a fight about the dishes. You know, if I came to you and said like, okay, what is this really about? That's not going to go over very well.
0: Well, we're hoping that it, this is why there's an order to these things. So if there's been empathy and forgiveness and some cooling off, like, like cool, sorry, cooling off first of all, yeah, doing the neutral third party thing, which has developed the empathy, which has led to forgiveness, then you guys really have kind of... Resolve that mm-hmm. you're already in a more vulnerable connected place at that stage in resolving this, so it becomes in that's a much easier place to to try to find this deeper issue. obviously, you want to phrase the question a little bit more gently
2: mm-hmm. well, that's what I'm asking like how do you phrase the question so that your spouse knows you want to go deeper and you want to find out the underlying issue
0: so is there like is there something deeper here that we should be trying to figure out okay or um
2: that is a little bit nicer then yeah my question.
0: Yeah. Your question is good though. Do you have any ideas?
2: No, mine wasn't a very good idea.
0: How about, uh, is this, so is this, you know, I know we kind of argued about the dishes, but is there something more to this Okay. or sometimes too, I don't know, maybe this is too counselly. I don't know if you could try this in a marriage context, but it's like, um, you know, I kind of get the feeling that, or it looked like that was a lot of upset for that issue. Is there more now?
2: I think I would avoid that one because you would have to be so careful. You know, if you...
0: Why are you such a spaz?
2: Yeah. Basically, that's what you're saying. Like you totally overreacted there. What is your problem?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
2: So I think you'd have to like, yeah, you want to get there, but how you bring it up, I think is also going to be very important.
0: Yep. yeah. Might need a little time. Time for what? Just to make sure that, you know, everything's kind of resolved before you come back to the issue. I don't know. Okay. Like, I think this is where we have to kind of give people the tools and trust them that in your marriage and your context and knowing your spouse, you're going to make the wisest choices.
2: Right. And to, you'll know what you can and say. And how to ask and, the
0: question. That's why it's the Marriage Podcast for Smart People, because okay. you guys know yourselves well. But you know, as always, if, if for our listeners, if you've been in conflict for a long time, we do have top shelf marriage therapists on staff at Only You Forever we will be glad to meet with you both and we can help you create a loving, kind marriage where mm-hmm. conflict is resolved much more quickly with much less distress. And the overall tone and experience of your marriage becomes one of joy and contentment rather than distress and upset.
2: So I have a question for you. Yes. Like when you think about going to counseling, it's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to be going to counseling for a year and whatever. Like if you have an issue with conflict and you just need help through it, like, is this going to take a year to sort through?
0: It all depends on the couple and how much, how long you've been distressed for and how deeply and, and how much work you want to do. So, you know, we've had couples that have come in with pretty severe situations, like an affair, and even four or five sessions later, it just kind of nudged them and gave them the help that they need to make sense of that and get on and heal and go. Yeah. Other times, that's been a year of therapy when they've presented with the same issue.
2: Okay. But we're not talking affair here. Like we're talking about fighting over the dishes.
0: Yeah, if you're kind of stuck on the same little thing, it's usually a shorter thing. Okay. But most of our you know, standard uh, sort of marital distress, you're probably looking at 10 to 16 sessions.
2: Okay. Yeah. Huh.
0: If you guys have been distressed for a number of years.
2: Okay. So if you if you're, catch if it you're, sooner. If you generally
0: have a very happy marriage
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you're like, man, why do we keep running into this for the past three months? Come in right away. You so know, the
2: sooner you come in, like sessions. the less.
0: Yes. It's like any, I don't know if I want to say that.
2: But even like a car, right? Like if you hear a noise and you don't deal with it, yes. next thing you know, you've got a whole engine rebuild or something.
0: Yeah. Great way to put it. Okay. Deal with it sooner. Okay. Well, you can wait longer and uh, that's good for our business too. <laughs>
2: that's terrible. No, come in sooner. Okay.
0: All right. So if you would like help with your marriage on that note, go to our website at onlyyouforever.com. Click on the get in touch link at the top. Send us a note. We'll get right back to you and get you started with some help right away.
2: Sounds like a plan. Well, I just want to thank Matt and Frank, Caleb, who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. Thank you so much to you two and to all our supporters. And Caleb, we got an iTunes review. Anybody out there listening, if you want to make my day, just leave an iTunes review. Just saying. This one's from the US.
0: Maybe I'll try that.
2: (laughs) You totally should. (laughs) Five stars. Burkroon.
0: I think that's how you say it.
2: Burkroon, something like that says, Loving Feeling. This is a great podcast with actionable tips to help you keep that loving feeling. And they're a fun couple with lighthearted banter. So thank you, Bacroon.
0: Mm-hmm. Next week, Caleb. Next week, we're talking about shift work
2: and marriage. Oh, that'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oaf.link/two 224. To find out how you can help, go to oaf.support. Thanks. And we'll see you next week.
1: What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support.